Uh, yeah. where, where are you going with this? I, I, I really don't. Thank you for interrupting me because I had no exit plan. Okay, good. You're welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 224. I am one of your hosts, Brian Perlman, and I am joined this evening by Brogan King. Hello. Hello. Today, or tonight, depending on what time you're listening, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, one of the foundational tools uh, within the Judge program, which is called Judge Apps. And uh, to help us talk about this tool, we have the, is it the, the, the lead developer? Uh, is, that, is that your role, Dan? I suppose that's something we probably could have discussed beforehand. Yeah, hi, <laughs> yeah. hello. <laughs> I, am a, I am a developer for Judge Apps. I, um, are you the lead or are you the, the, the overlord? Uh, it's complicated. <laughs> Fair. Is that, your, is that your relationship status with, with Judge Apps? It's complicated? You might say something like that. Yeah, I'm currently I'm one of the most active developers for Judge Apps, as well as one of the system administrators for MagicJudges.org. Cool. So Dan is a level three judge from New Jersey, and uh, and yeah, he's gonna. You've been you've been a level three for how long? Um, three to four years, I think. A while, cool. maybe closer to three. Cool. And you're from New Jersey. Which exit? Eighty uh, ish. <laughs> Not really that part of the yeah. state, but yeah. Oh, uh, there's other parts to the state? Okay, okay. Um, there are a few. There are a few. <laughs> there are some. All right. So uh, can you can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, Dan? Like how you how you got into judging? Uh, what, what made you decide to take the plunge? Sure. So I, I got into judging about five years ago um, from having played really just casually at my local game store uh, for not really a super long time, roughly around uh, Return to Ravnica. Got interested in the rules, started uh, diving into some of the online uh, resources about the judge program, and decided to join up. I certified at a PTQ um, in New Jersey with uh, Mr. Nicola De Pasquale and Mr. Sean Doherty nice. uh, way back in the day, uh, and just never really, never really stopped. I've you know been fo- focusing on um, competitive events, and since I started GPs, SEG Opens. Uh, moving up to L2 and to L3 was kind of just a natural progression. And then, yeah, uh, started to get involved in some of the technology projects like, like Judge Apps and MagicJudges.org. Awesome. Is, uh, is, is Judge Apps, like, when, when you say that you got involved in these other projects, was, was that the one that you, you feel like you'd found your niche when you, when you found it? Or um, was, there, was there some other thing that was drawing you towards it? You know, the glamour? <laughs> um. It was, I think, more of an accident than anything else that I am as involved as I am in it right now. Uh, I started out just working on it because I had to use the site a lot as a judge, and there were a lot of things about it that were slow or confusing or inconvenient. So I figured, hey, maybe I can make some of this a little bit better. I volunteered to help out and uh, quickly got in a little bit over my head. (laughs) I feel like that's what happens anytime someone gets involved in a thing to genuinely try to make it better is that you just commit a little bit more of yourself than you really intended to because you are trying to make a thing better. <laughs> yeah. If there was a judge, like a judge comic book origin story, the, I thought I could do it better is like mm-hmm. the summary of how every judge gets started in just about any, anything. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, all right. So, um, so I said that Judge Apps was kind of one of the, the foundational tools that we have. And I think if you're a judge who's listening to this podcast, you're probably pretty familiar with it. Uh, but if you're one of our listeners who you know, just kind of dabbles in the rules or maybe is interested in like how MCQs work or something like that. You might not be familiar with it. So Dan, can you just tell us like kind of what, what is Judge Apps? So Judge Apps started out as sort of a community home for the judge program, a place where judges could coordinate with each other um, in terms of regional stuff, projects, as well as a place for events. That's, I think, where the name came from, Judge Apps being judge applications to events. Uh, Since then, it's grown to handling almost everything about the judge program from uh, how you start – how you at the very beginning get into contact with another judge, take practice tests, actually get certified, stay certified, and anything that you want to do as a judge at some point – involves something on judge apps now so as as our central communication hub one of the the most common questions that we have is how do you get an account well you go to uh, apps.magicjudges.org and uh, there's a button there that says register probably or something like that you click on that you fill out some basic information and boom you have an account oh no i lied it says sign up it says sign up you click on sign up, and then you fill out some information, and boom, you have an account. Uh, all you have to do is you will get an email at the account that, at the uh, email address that you use to register. There will be a link in that email. You have to go to that link just to verify that your email address is real. The only reason we require you to do that is that if you ever forget your password, that's the only way that we have of confirming who you are. So we need to know your email address just so we can help you recover your account in case there's a problem. Other than that, so you can't just trust me. I, I, maybe I could trust you. <laughs> you Specifically you. Specifically you. So but like, for the other 5,000 judges. Uh, <laughs> they just call up and be like, hey, uh, you know, can you, can you please reset, uh, uh, you know, Dan, Dan Steve, my name's Dan Stevens. Uh, can you reset my account, please? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, also note that when you make an account... That does not immediately mean you are a judge now. That is that is true. So we've always had this concept of a judge candidate or someone who's just looking to uh, start studying the rules, get involved in the judge program. Uh, judge apps has anything from practice exams to the forums. So there's plenty of stuff there, even if you're not a judge. So until when just getting an account. So when when I have an account, okay, I'm you know, just interested in dabbling in, uh, in it or, or lurking around the fringes of the judge community. What does this, this account, uh, this basic account, I guess, or this starter account, let me do? Well, Mr. Judge Candidate, I'd imagine uh, one of the first things you might want to do is take some of our lovely practice tests, test your knowledge, see what, if you have what it takes to become a magic judge. Oh. We have uh, special quizzes on rules and policy. Uh, each of those is just general knowledge. And then there's also a level one practice exam, which is meant to give you a, a very good gauge of where you stand to actually take the level one certification exam. Uh, the basic account also gives you access to view uh, a number of forums. There's history going back years and years on rulings and policy changes and just about any debate you might you might consider. Uh, that's all there for. That's all available. 
you can also even start looking at events in your area, um, potentially apply to some to work at something like an MCQ as a judge candidate. You can find judges near you and get in touch with them. Uh, you can write reviews and receive reviews. Cool. Um, I think that's the main stuff. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, there is. Like you were listing off the stuff and I was like, wow, that's that's a whole whole lot of stuff. Um, so- and not, not all of these were features at implementation and they have all existed in various forms over over time, which I think is really neat. Like none of none of this stuff is locked in as it currently exists. And I imagine the team is totally open to suggestions for improvements and changes. Yeah. In fact, a couple of these features have been completely re-implemented over the last couple of years as these features moved into judge apps uh, from another site. So a lot of the stuff is still in flux. People are still uh, learning and, and using some of this stuff for the first time. And yeah, we're certainly uh, open to changes and suggestions and feedback. So let's let's talk about I guess the the forums in general. So there's there's several different types of forums. We have uh, the announcements. We have announcement forums. We have regional forums, uh, general forums where you can ask questions about comp relevance or rules Q and A. Um, then you have you know if you're if you're a member of an individual project or of events, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. There's there, there's forums for those. Now you can go on the forums. Uh, but you guys have also done a lot of work in like customizing a series of notifications that go along with these too, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's different ways to use the forums depending on whether you think of them more as a website or as more of a mailing list. Uh, you can actually subscribe to get notifications by email for the threads or the forums that you're interested in and even reply by email. Uh, and your replies will show up on the forum. So there's a complicated set of uh, notification settings that we're trying to get as easy to understand as possible. Um, but this is one of the things that we've actually changed recently within the last few months. And uh, if people haven't done so yet, I definitely would recommend that they check their their for, their uh, their notification settings because there are actually easier ways to see what you're going to get emails for uh, than there were even just last year. There are oh, I was going to say there are a lot of uh, historical jokes surrounding. If you respond to event emails and how it's going to spam everyone with notifications, and and it's nice to know that there are, there's some more control over that. Back in, back in the bad old days of uh, of listserv, what would happen is the judge program had a single system uh, for sending emails out, which was everybody got everything uh, sent to your email. So a lot of the concern of when you when you send an email and send a notification out and it's like, oh, well, that goes to 5,000 people. Well, that used to be true or 2,000 people at the time. It's going to go out to 2,000 people. Um, with with these settings uh, that Dan and have put together, there's a ton of customization. Like for you can pick whole forums and you can pick individual messages or individual threads within those forums to either subscribe to or unsubscribe to. Exactly. So there's we have there's a forum that's specifically for official announcements, for example, where people like uh, let's see, where people like Brian Prilliman go to announce <laughs> that there's a brand new sphere uh, called the Outreach Sphere, and that's the sort of thing that we really want to spread far and wide. So that goes in the official announcements forum, uh, and that's a very low traffic forum where we hope that. Anyone who's interested in major announcements about the judge program, we hope you'll subscribe to those types of notifications. 
On the other hand, we have the test forum, which is where I go when I need to know if the uh, email system is still working. Uh, and I strongly recommend that you do not subscribe to that forum because you will very quickly become overwhelmed by spam. Is, is it bad that that is actually one of the ones that I have specifically opted into? Why? Uh, just because it's kind of funny to every now and then just get an email that says ping or test. You know, somebody else told me that at an event recently, that they specifically subscribed to the test forum because they thought it was funny. Brian, and you've, you've found your soul sibling there. Hey, look at this. I don't remember who it was, but I, I just assumed that they were insane, or probably quickly going insane if they weren't already. <laughs> no, I, I think the... Okay, so uh, I'm going to explain the, the origin of the ping. Um, on, on the listserv system... Uh, way back where everyone got every email, uh, someone sent a test email. I don't remember who, but they sent a, a text, uh, an email that basically said, ping. And then someone thought it would be funny to reply back, ping. And then, well, you know, if it's funny one time, it's funny every time. Of course. Yes, uh, judges decided to start doing ping, and then there were variations of, you know, pong and ping pong, and it 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 quickly got out of hand. Uh, and so that's that's kind of the running running joke with with ping. Uh Dan, you use the word test and uh I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> well, I believe the the main thread that we use in there is called beep boop these days. Uh <laughs> thanks to thanks to one uh Paul Baronet who created that. I don't even know when and well, it was the thread that I saw, so I've been using it since for every <laughs> test that I needed. <laughs> if it, if it works, it works. I, I suppose. All right. So once we're through all these forums and and complicated settings options, uh, what else can we do in Judge Apps? Can we can we before before we get on that? Can we talk about where specifically to go to turn on your notification settings? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So when you log in to Judge Apps, look along your left side notification your your left side the sidebar there. You're going to see a button that says notifications, click on that at the top, then you're going to click on forum notification settings, and you will see a list of every forum that you have access to, uh, including the uh, official announcements, unofficial announcements, all the general forums that any, everyone has access to, uh, as well as any regional or project forums that you might have. Uh, along the right side there, you can select if you want email notifications or not. At the bottom, you click save, and uh, then you've saved your changes. Uh, you can also subscribe um, to individual topics within a forum, and we hope that the user interface on that on that page will will make it clear what's going on. Effectively, if you have um, if there's any topic within a forum that has uh, a custom setting, something that you specifically changed, it'll call that out as well, just so you can see all of your forum notification settings, anything that could possibly affect what email you're going to get, uh, all from that central page. So once again, just click notifications, click forum notification settings. Uh, and that should all be there for you. Yeah. Fun, amusing story I, uh, about this, I, and I highly recommend that you subscribe to the official announcement. So last summer we had a, a large survey for the for the, the judge program, and one of the I remember reading one of the surveys, and one of the comments was um, the program really needs to be better about communication. I had to find out about this survey via a Facebook post there needs to be some sort of way to communicate something like this to everyone. And then the very next question on the survey is, do you subscribe? Do you have notifications turned on for the official announcements? Mm. Form? And they said, <laughs> and they had no. And I was like, 
Hmm. Uh, yep, yep, there we are. That checks out. <laughs> this is, the story checks out. Well, I mean, this is one of those things that was kind of just an artifact of history. Uh, ever since, I think, the original um, creation of Judge Apps, the default for that was always off. The default for all this, all of the forum notifications was always disabled. Um, and there wasn't really an obvious way or any obvious set of instructions for people to go and how did, how do you turn them on? So that page that I mentioned uh, just a minute ago is brand new. It's part of something that we uh, started earlier this year just to try to help make sure that more of the people do get your notifications about your, about your next survey. Um, because yeah, that official announcements forum had, I think, surprisingly low um, subscription levels. And it was, I think, more than anything else, just because we always defaulted it to off and we never told people to turn it on. Right. And philosophically, that, that makes sense. it was, you want to, you want people to opt into emails, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a, philosophically, that is a great and wonderful, uh, wonderful thing. Uh, and, and I wish we could, I wish there was a way to both, both adhere to that philosophically and then be like, no, 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 but these, you don't have a choice. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I literally did just go in and turn on my subscription to the, uh, official announcements. So you're absolutely right in that. Not every that if you don't have it on, you don't think about it, and it's just not on. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's hard to. I mean, since we don't have an official announcements forum that everybody subscribes to, I can't exactly just send an announcement to the official announcements <laughs> forum, telling people to subscribe to the official announcements forum. So uh, we we have done a couple of other things to help out with this as well. Um, whenever a new user registers for the site, they actually get a list of all of the general forums with uh, some sane defaults pre-selected. But we ask them to to choose whether they want to subscribe to each form as they're registering, just to put that choice directly in front of them and, and make sure that they know that that's an option. And and then do, do the options also give them like little pictures of like, what topics are you interested in? Sports, baking, you know, like you're signing up for a Pinterest account? Uh, no. There are no sports or baking. <laughs> there are no sp- there are no sports or baking for us. Okay, uh, hold on. You guys keep talking. I'm going to go to the feedback site for a second. Okay. And just <laughs> some, um. So, uh, how about that okay. sports? <laughs> that, that thing with the with the athletics. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. So, Brogan, before we had before we had that uh, uh, digression, you wanted to talk about uh, events. I was just going to move on to whatever else we wanted to talk about in uh, what Judge Apps does, which I guess you can apply for events. Uh, which that's, that's true. That seems relatively intuitive. You can look at several lists of events and past or present or with applications open or without applications open. Is there anything about that that may not be intuitive? Yeah, you can search for events by region. You can search for events by type, um, like IQ, pre-release, MCQ, GP, Magic Fest. I forget what we're calling them these days. GP. (laughs) Um, You can find the ones that are just within your region. You can find the ones that have upcoming applications. You uh, go to that event. It'll tell you everything you need to know, such as when it is, where it is, uh, how long you're expected to work, what you'll get paid for it. You can click on uh, Apply Now and uh, submit your application. Uh, generally, there's a couple of uh, questions from the tournament organizer that they'll ask you to answer. Uh, there'll also sometimes be a place for a cover letter where you can explain your own in your own words why you think you should be accepted for that event. Uh, all that stuff is confidential. That's only vi- visible to um, the uh, tournament organizer, the people who are running the event you're applying to, uh, as well as to the regional coordinators. 
And uh, once you submit your application, they'll decide whether to accept or decline, and you'll get uh, you'll, you'll you'll find out. If you so, were, oh, go ahead. Go. Oh, no, no, go on. Uh, if you were staffed for an event, this also leaves you a nice history of what events you were on. Yeah, which can be useful come uh, t- come time to either apply for a new level or uh, verify or. What do we call that thing we do every year? Maintenance. Judge maintenance. Maintenance. <laughs> maintenance. So that can be useful because you might need to know, oh, yeah, have I done the necessary events this year? Well, just go and check. Mm-hmm. We should name it something more ominous, like the culling. <laughs> or, 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 or the the happening or something. Oh, wait, no. Do you, I mean, do you Brian, think it's not, not already mistaken, ominous enough? What? If I'm not mistaken, you have the power to call it that. I yeah yeah but no one's gonna agree with me they're gonna be like that's just brian being silly and and i'm gonna be like yeah that's why we should do it and they're gonna say you know they're gonna do that meme where like that guy puts his hands on his hips and looks at the dog you know it's the ou i trying to be like trendy is that that's a that's a that's a current meme right no it's not brian what oh no i'm sorry sorry okay so let's let's so a lot of a lot of people these these events all of all every uh every magic fest every star city open every large like significant significantly large multi judge event has an has a page on judge apps or has an application on judge apps in some form or fashion um however mcqs are going to be on there uh mcq announcements went out today or rather on the 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 Wizards website they they published the list of all the the MCQs for the first wave and a lot of applications got published today for people for judges to apply to these events. Um, yep. And if your settings are set up, you don't have to look for things on Twitter. You don't have to look for things on Facebook. You just get an email pop right in your inbox that tells you there's an application out there, and you can go apply and you can go read it and and. You know, if you forget, you know, when you get the email and read it and like three days later it falls off your feed, you can actually go and look for the uh, look for the information um, in Judge Apps. But getting that email notification is huge. Uh, but you don't need to do an event for like every FNM. In fact, you probably don't want to do that because the amount of infrastructure and overhead isn't really necessary or it's not a great use of time, but for coordinating multi-judge events, definitely for finding out about multi-judge events, definitely don't rely on whether or not you saw a Facebook post. Exactly. And it's also used for judge conferences, um, mini conferences, that kind of thing. Even if it's not a magic event, if it's a place where judges are going to learn about judging and you want to announce that to your community, that's definitely uh, a, you can post that as well. And it's not just tournament organizers that can create events. Like, I created two events for the MCQs. I'm not the tournament organizer; I'm the head judge. But I was able to create the event. Uh, if you're the, you know, the organizer of a of a conference or a mini conference, you can create that event. You can post it, and then once you do create the event and and accept people, there's a suite of forums. Uh, like the the software just automatically creates a forum where you can interact with those uh, uh, judges who are attending the conference or are on staff for that event, which is huge. Because now you have a single way of getting in contact with everyone. It's great. Um, so one of the the other things that Judge Apps lets you do is it coordinates projects, right? Yeah, exactly. Projects are any group of judges who are working together on 
well, a project, something related to the judge program. Uh, the projects lets you recruit new members, advertise for your project, uh, host uh, project files, stuff that people you want people to be able to download. And yeah, it also gives you a magically created forum, Brian, uh, Brian where you can uh, talk with all your other project members about the project, uh, discuss, get email notifications. I There's also a multitude of projects that you can... You can, how do I, if I want to be on a project, how do I express to the person running it that I want to do it? Sure. So within the list of projects, uh, we do have a way for the the folks who run the projects to indicate whether they need help, uh, as well as what kind of help they need. Uh, If you have a look at the project list on Judge Apps, the first thing you'll see on that page is any projects that you're a part of, if you are. Uh, But right under that is the list of anything that is looking for help. You can have a look through that list of projects for people who are looking for whatever you want to do in the program, whether it's translation or writing articles, making questions for quizzes, uh, proofreading, um, graphic design, anything like that. There's there's probably a project related to it. Uh, we've also recently added a way to a better ways to organize projects. So if you're looking for something a little bit more specific, maybe the projects that are working on stuff specific to your region or the projects that are operating within a certain sphere, we also allow there's you can also organize the projects by that now. So anybody who's logged into Judge Apps on the left sidebar there, you're going to see a thing for regions and another thing for spheres. And if you click on a region or a sphere that you're interested in, you'll see all the information, uh, everything that we know about that sphere. So, for example, under the technology sphere, uh, the sphere lead and a brief description is listed. But there's also a list of projects under that sphere that are looking for help uh, and, again, what they're looking for. Um, If you just go into that project, there's a link to contact uh, the person in charge. And uh, I guess that's how you volunteer. Awesome. It is. And the the ability to solicit help, like, I, I feel that that's an underused feature. You know, just just because you are kind of saying, you know, like, hey, hey, I'm looking for help. You know, that's that's something that there's so many people that are like, I want to get more involved. And And they just don't know how they don't know. They don't know how. Well, there's there's a list of things and it gives you an idea and you can look for the the public projects. And if one doesn't exist and it's something that you want to do, you can make your own project and do it. And then you might exceed and get an exemplar nomination for it. Oh, what do you know about exemplar, Brian? I know that it's the next item on our list of topics that we want to talk about. <laughs> um, so the, the uh, Judge Apps is also the way that we uh, post, uh, that we submit and post exemplar nominations, um, which is the peer-to-peer recognition system of the program. Uh, it allows you to write down your nominations, uh, submit them to the team that reviews them. There's a whole back-end that has been created that allows us to review uh, and accept or defer the nominations and, and publish them uh, quarterly. Um, it's it's the guys have been or, or Dan predominantly. I think I think you're the one that fixes the uh, my my weird requests. Uh, <laughs> is that? Is that probably the, the best way to describe it? It's like, I was clicking this button and this button and this button combination and this thing happened. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Um, that doesn't seem like that re- weird of a request. Um, there, well, there's also been, uh, there was something with the, the, the Chinese language. Well, there are like, two of them. Well, yeah, th- I think that might be it. There's two Chinese languages. <sighs> uh, so 
Yeah, I mean, I think you covered everything already. You can go to the Exemplar program to see um, all, any nominations that have been written about you. You can search all the nominations to find ones that are about a specific, a specific topic or that are about a specific person. And yeah, level two and higher judges can also, that's also how they submit them. That's also how they create nominations. And uh, it, it does on, on, we'll call it Exemplar Day, when the nominations are, are, are released. Uh, uh, big thanks to Dan and Paul for keeping Judge Apps up because it does tend to, uh, uh, there's a little bit of a load on that site on those days. Yeah, not so much anymore. It used to be a really big deal um, that the site would actually just fall over on Exemplar release day. Uh, more recently, we've had some infrastructure improvements that have been causing that to not happen so much anymore, except for the most recent one. And we're still not really sure why that why that went so poorly. The site went down for about an hour, uh, according to some people. Um, I checked afterwards, and one of our database servers had just been running at 100% for like a week solid. Oh, no. So I'm pretty sure somebody just hurt that DB server for some reason. And I don't know. It, it was probably not necessary for the site to be under quite as much load, just is all I'm saying. We've, we've gotten better at handling the, uh, the influx of people checking for, uh, checking for exemplars on, on Christmas. On <laughs> Judge Christmas. There, there, was, there, was, there was like a year, year and a half ago, the exemplar release was actually in negotiation where it was just like, I'd like to release at 11 o'clock. I'd be like, can you release at 2 because I'm busy at work. And I'd be like, how about one? And then how about three? And I was like, oh, wait, 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 two, two. Can we go back to two? Did you really haggle about this? Yeah, there was some haggling about the... I would, I would, I would, I would haggle with Paul about when, when, it, when I get a release. Yeah, the main, the main reason, I don't know how much like technical detail you want me to get into, but the main reason for that is that there's actually a, an Excel file that you can download that has all of the exemplars within a given wave. And when we initially developed Exemplar, that file was generated fresh every time somebody asked for it, Ooh. which took a long time. So we came up with the really clever idea of, oh, well, what if we only made this file once and just gave it to anybody who asked for it? Um, and that really solved most of our server load <laughs> problems. Uh, up until, as I mentioned, uh, somebody broke one of our database servers. Um, and that was probably me, although I don't know exactly what I did to break it. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense and also is really neat to sort of figure out that that was the big thing that was holding it back. Yeah, dealing with performance stuff within Judge Apps has been one of the things that I've kind of been interested in since the beginning. And I think we've made a lot of, a, a lot of progress in terms of just making sure that when somebody requests a certain page on the site that we're only getting the information that, that they need and we're serving that page quickly. It used to be that uh, stuff like... Um, if you went to look at the applications for a particular, I think GP Vegas was one of the biggest, uh, one of the events with the most applications, uh, maybe the second GP Vegas, one of the events with the most applications ever. Anytime somebody would try to load the page that just, just the applications list, it would take like 10 seconds to load. Oh my goodness. Uh, so there was a lot of optimization to do there. And th I don't know that that's, that's been kind of one of my focus areas on the site. One of my persistent focus areas. It's just it, making it kind of, Making that a little bit more friendly, yeah. So when when Judge Apps was initially created, you know, I, I I went back and looked. So we actually did an episode when Judge Apps uh, first came out, and it was in 2012. It was August of 2012. 
uh, and we were like, hey, Judge Apps is a new thing. Um, event sizes back then were, you know... A little bit six, smaller. Yeah, 60 judges for an event was kind of a good number of judges. Um, and and when you mentioned uh, the second GP Vegas, I want to say there was like 200, 220, something like that, number of judges on staff. Yeah, and how many more applicants, right? Right. Right. It was insane. So, yeah, there's in, in 2012, thinking about an event with 200 judges, not to, you know, not counting the number of applications, that was absurd. So, so yeah, there were, there was probably like a lot of assumptions built in or, or scalability that was addressing a particular size because we just didn't see the program growing. There was, you know, less than 2,000 judges. At one point, we had a peak of almost 8,000. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's in a few years, that's four times the size. Uh, so, yeah, a, a lot of performance stuff is is there's probably a lot in there that just because the program wasn't envisioned to be as big as it is. And then you, the, all the extra stuff that you guys have added, uh, you know, because two, two of the things that were not originally part of Judge Apps were reviews and tests. Exactly. Yeah. Um, is that the next thing on our list, Brian? Hey, look at that. <laughs> hey. Uh, just about. Yeah, just about. All right. So reviews uh, and, and exams, of course, were previously run by, uh, by Judge Center, the, the good old Judge Center for those uh, who were around for long enough to, to experience it. If you weren't, um, you were not missing anything. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, it was what, 2017, early 2017 that it went down? That sounds right. So we, uh, we took over um, reviews first reviews and then exams much later in the year, uh, bringing those um, into judge apps to give a central place for judges to basically handle everything that was related to their certification. Uh, Before that, Judge Center was actually the main place where judges went. It handled, if you needed to know what judge level somebody was, for example, you did it in Judge Center. Uh, Now, with exams and reviews having moved into judge apps, Judge Apps is the place that has that information. So reviews are available for any judge, any anyone really, to give feedback to another person. Uh, you don't need to be certified in order to have access to those. In fact, a lot of people write reviews about events where they were a player or a spectator um, or stage staff or something like that about the judges at that event. Uh, reviews allow you to just preserve feedback. Uh, let's you tell another judge about the good things that they did. It lets you give another judge suggestions about how they could do certain things better. Uh, and it creates that, that kind of point in time snapshot uh, of where that judge is so that in a year, in two years, that judge can even then go back and see how far they've grown. Um, reviews are also used for a bunch of other stuff. Now they're used for certification. They're used for recommendations for advancement uh oh, yeah. questions uh, exams yeah one, one of my if you are curious about reviews uh one of my first um episode my actual first episode on JudgeCast was talking about reviews uh so if you want to go back and find that i'll pull up a number here in a second um but yeah <laughs> we can talk about exams that seem to go hand in hand with that sure so exams came to judge apps later that same year uh, and exams are it's exactly that. You could go there and take anything from a uh, quick five-question quiz on some random rules interactions. Uh, there is all sorts of stuff in that question pool, so it's not really meant to be any specific 
level of difficulty. It's just a fun five-question quiz that hopefully uh, will teach you something new. There's a similar one for policy, which uh, is a combination of regular and competitive rail policy. That's also where we go to handle all of our practice quizzes and actual certification exams as well. So uh, anybody who has an account on Judge Apps can take the level one practice exam. That's meant to be uh, pretty similar in difficulty to the actual level one certification exam. So that'll give you a good benchmark of where you are and what you might need to study. Uh, and then when you are ready to actually advance, uh, your your mentor will go to Judge Apps to make your, your, L, your L1 exam. Uh, the episode that I was looking at for um, talking about reviews a little bit more, if you're curious about reviews, what they are and what and what they can be about, uh, episode 169, Overviewing Reviews. That's my first episode on the show. Nice. Um, but yeah, reviews and exams both have not always been in Judge Apps, but it is really, really great to have them in Judge Apps with all this additional functionality to really have sort of a one-stop shop of, of things for judges. Yeah, there's, there's kind of a set of three things being reviews, exams, and where do you go to find out what judge level you are. That kind of all has to be in the same place. So as soon as uh, reviews started moving uh, into, into Judge Apps, we pretty much needed to bring the rest into it as well, just because you need to know, I mean, these are all requirements for certification. So this gives us all the information that we need to determine, has somebody leveled up? And also, are they maintaining their level? It was it was a bit awkward when it was spread across uh, two two or three locations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should probably mention that exams are also uh, multilingual. Uh, some of the uh, exams are available in I think I think as many as ten different languages. So uh, there's a dedicated team not only creating questions and and making sure that they're correct and updating them for every rules change, uh, but also translating those. So the certification exams, certainly the the, the level one, level two um, practice and uh, the actual certification exams are each translated into, yeah, 10 languages. And the reason why the L3 is not is because one of one of the requirements to be a level three is since since most of the you know program communication stuff like that and policy changes and updates are originally communicated in English, then you know English literacy is a requirement. Uh, so that's that's one of the reasons why the tests are, are in English. Um, okay, so also something that where we, where we talk about things being a one stop shop. Uh, one of the other functionalities that Judge Center used to provide to us uh, was the ability to enter in investigations. Now, Judge Apps is not the location where you enter in investigations, but it is the launching point, uh, or it is a launching point. So if you are unfortunate, or if a player is unfortunate enough to commit an infraction... When which, when a, a player is inevitably disqualified? Yeah, I'm, I was trying to think of a, a, a... Started out by saying, like, if the judge is unfortunate enough, and I was like, well, the judge isn't really unfortunate, it's really the player. And then it makes it sound like the player just, like, is just sitting there and, like, a random judge comes by and is like, bam, you, you've been randomly selected for a DQ. No, no, no. When the player is stupid enough to cheat, um... When the player wow. has, has earned a disqualification. Hey, I'm, Dan said, wow, I'm judging here. I'm, I'm, I, I'm 
you know, I'm making I'm making a judgment call. Um, the uh, uh, yes, when the when the player has has done something that necessitates their ejection from the game, um, and the judge collects the statements, um, you can go into judge apps, and there is a tab on or a, a link on the left hand side, which will take you to the page where you enter in the uh, the disqualification. Yeah, so this might be the first thing that we've talked about that's actually only available to level one judges, uh, because it's not just anybody who has access to that tab. Uh, You do need to be a certified judge in order to access it, uh, and that's just done for security reasons. But you go to that investigations tab, and there is a there's a Google form kind of embedded in that page, and that is where you submit all that information to the player investigations committee, where it uh, goes to a a truly massive Google spreadsheet that. uh, Nobody nobody likes opening because it tends to crash everybody's cell phones as soon as you try to load it. Um, however, uh, there's um, – I don't know if there's any more information about this. You just – yeah. No, I, I really like the fact that you guys limited it to L1 and above because I, I have a feeling that if you didn't, uh, there would be some, some troll DQs. Oh, yeah. That's the other <laughs> place I was going. Right. I wanted to mention that uh, if you are an uncertified judge and you are judging an event at which a player is disqualified, then – just let your lo- local level one know or find a level one near you. Uh, I'm sure you know one, and they can uh, submit that investigation on your behalf. You're saying you don't want just anyone to be able to go in there and and submit a, a DQ report for no reason? I can't imagine how that could possibly be abused, Broken. Mm, me neither. No, po- no possibility for abuse there. But if somebody does need to contact their local L1 but they don't know how to do it and they don't they maybe they don't know a, a judge how can how can judge apps help them <laughs> well there is a section on the uh, on the page that allows you to send an email to a judge of your choice uh, just contact a judge on the left hand side and you just have to type in the person's name uh, and it'll populate a little drop down list of, of people whose name is kind of like the name you entered uh, it tells you what level they are and where they're from to help you find the right person. If there's like more than one Brian Prilliman in the program, it help you find the right one, the person you really want to to get in touch with. The other you, one, yeah, yeah, it's not me. The uh, you fill in the message subject, you fill in what you want to tell them, and you click send. That will send that person an email. If they reply to that email, it'll go directly to your email. So it's only the original message that's done through judge apps you won't get the response on judge apps uh, you'll get the response as just a normal email uh, for example to get dan on this episode i sent him a message on judge apps that is correct you did <laughs> it totally works um, you- i would i would certainly hope so <laughs> uh, and if, we've if also added how would you tell him that it didn't good point yeah and uh, that is the same way that you get in touch with uh, things like your people, like your regional coordinator or your project leads of projects that you're interested in, uh, projects that you're interested in getting involved in, uh, all the regions, projects, spheres, events. There's a link to get to the person on the person's profile page. You just click send, uh, send email, and that gets you to the same form as well. Awesome. Um, all right, so we, we've talked about you know the the commonly used stuff is there any like neat features in judge apps that aren't commonly used or talked about uh there is a map that allows you to see judges who are near you uh that's i believe also available to level one and higher judges uh but that's a convenient way if you're trying to staff an event and you you just don't know who else lives close enough it'll help you find uh 
find out who might be the best people to get in touch with. Uh, there's also a new system called Checklists that we're, I guess, still beta testing. Uh, but it's a way to verify application requirements for various things. So the last couple of uh, GP head judge selections, for example, have all gone through a checklist where the potential candidates have submitted everything from uh, proof that they judged a certain number of events, proof that they uh, took and passed a certain type of exam, uh, and then all that that entire checklist goes to, in that case, the GP head judge lead. And the GP head judge lead can see all the applicants and their status, their application status, all in one convenient place. Uh, we're also using that for the level three advancement process, um, as well as for the uh, the GP the day two team lead uh, role as well. All right. Uh, is there is there any any like new new features that you guys have recently rolled out? Like there was a blog post just about two weeks ago where you guys in, uh, announced a bunch of stuff, right? Uh, you mean the blog post relating to um, the account re- registration changes? Yeah, uh, that that was in there. Was there anything else in there? Uh, we so every every month uh, we do have a, an update blog post that's uh, available on our blog. That's at blogs.magicjudges.org/judgeapps, uh, and that's put together by uh, two folks from Europe East region, I believe, uh, Yuval Zur and Alan Lusky. Uh, they put together just a, an update note of everything that happened in the, over the last month. So last month's update notes had a couple minor bug fixes, some some issues with uh, uh, URLs and, and notifications not creating the correct links. Um, a lot of stuff that changed related to uh, registering new accounts. Uh, some stuff that uh, changed related to what uncertified judges have access to on the website. And I think that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know when this uh, when this goes up. Uh, Mondays, right? Uh, it'll probably go up on Sunday. Sunday. Sunday or Monday. So the day after you uh, you hear this, I guess on, on the fifteenth of every month is when we update. So Ooh, on spoilers. on Monday, uh, go ahead and check it, check that out, and you'll see the, the changes that we made in March uh, to the website uh, in our on our April fifteenth blog post. Sweet, neat. So so. How so? You talked. You mentioned uh, Yuval, and was it Urin? It was uh, Yuval Sir, who is actually now the RC of Europe of Europe East, and Alan Lusky, who is, uh, I believe, another level two from Israel. All right. Uh, are those how big? How big is the Judge Apps team? Like how many people are on it? Uh, depends on what you consider the the Judge Apps team. So those two are basically responsible for our blog. They handle all of the update posts every month. Uh, in terms of developers, we've got obviously myself uh, and Paul Baronet, who has been the project lead for at least as long as I can remember. Um, he's the uh, one of the developers as well as the other system admin for for all of our all of our uh, all of our servers and all that stuff. In addition to that, we've got a number of other folks who are on the project who occasionally contribute um, who occasionally contribute patches, uh, but I think those four are probably the main active people, at least in terms of people who are related to judge apps. So uh, that's the, the core team who, who are basically maintaining everything at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, how are, how are you guys, do you guys have enough, uh, enough people? Are you looking for, for volunteers? Well, we could always, we could certainly always use more help. Uh, there's no end of, of new features and, and changes we'd like to develop. Plus, uh, 
there's there's always bugs out there and, and stuff that could be made a little bit better. So we, if there's people out there who are interested in joining up, uh, we'd certainly uh, be interested in in having them on board. What are what are some of the types of skills that uh, a, a person would it would be helpful if they had? So Judge Apps is written in Python. Uh, using a framework called Django. Um, Django is it's, it's a web development framework that basically automates a bunch of the common tasks that we need to do. Anybody who is at least passingly familiar with Python, and most importantly, who is interested and committed to helping out, uh, can contribute to, to, to the Judge Apps development team. Um, for example, when I started contributing to, to Judge Apps, I had never used, uh, I had never actually used Django before, and I had only used Python occasionally. So it's very easy to, to pick up these technologies if you, if you have programming experience and if you're willing to put in a little bit of time to learn. Uh, what I would recommend that people do if you're interested in, in helping out is first have a look at the website for Django, djangoproject.org. That's D-J-A-N-G-O project, and I'm pretty sure it's .org. The typing, as as, as we confirm. All right, you're you're welcome to cut this or not, depending on whether you want to uh, oh, no. whether you want no, no, to ex- no. expose my errors. But it is djangoproject.com. So django project.com they have a very good tutorial in their documentation section it brings you through every step of creating a website uh every part of that tutorial is something that we use on judge apps so you're not you're not wasting any time by learning that and that'll give you a good idea of whether you uh whether you're interested in doing this kind of programming uh if you go through that or if you already have django experience and don't feel like going through that i suppose uh, the next thing to do would be to send me an email, uh, which I, I believe we've already explained you can do through Judge Apps uh, yeah. by going to that contact a judge page, type in my name, and uh, just let me know that you're interested in contributing. Uh, tell me what kind of programming experience you have and why you're interested in joining the project, and we'll talk about getting you on board. And, and this is this is one of the things because I I I've seem to feel that the intersection between rules nerds and you know. Uh, programming or computer nerds is, is overlaps quite a bit. So uh, ho- hopefully someone out there listening goes, you know what? I actually, I, I um, am more familiar. I, I, I like Django. I'm more familiar with his son, Boba, but um, you stop. I li- what? <laughs> I said, you stop it. <laughs> I'm, you know, uh, I, I like Denzel Washington. Uh, I like Django. It was a great movie. Uh, I feel that I can help out. Um, Do you also and, like the stuff that they put in Bubble Tea? Um, yes. Okay. That's Boba. It, oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I was like, Jan- Django and Bubble? No, no. This must be a thing. This must be a young young person thing that I'm not familiar with. Dan, so do you know I'll what I'm just... talking about? I, I do now that you explained it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's my that's my brand of jokes. That's, that's almost how that's how programming in Django works too, right? It makes sense now that you've explained it. Um, sure, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll go with we'll go with that. Whatever, whatever you say, Brian. I'm trying to tie it all together here, right? Sure. Um, 
So, so I think this is this is a great way. Uh, a lot of uh, there's a lot of people out there that kind of like tinkering with programming and stuff like that. And this is an opportunity where if you are someone that is familiar with the with the frameworks or willing to learn, and you think something would be kind of cool to have in Judge Apps, you, know, you might actually be able to to make it and create it, and in in a in a in a platform that that impacts so many of us. So uh, definitely, 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 if you, if you have any interest in that, uh, consider reaching out to Dan and uh, make it happen. You know, or as we established, the, the way to get involved in any project is just think you can do it better. Um, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and, then challenge, and then challenge Dan. Um, as I understand it, uh, every year there is a battle on a hilltop to determine who the... Uh, uh, lead developer is for, for judge apps. It's, uh, it happens up in the Middle East on a, uh, hilltop that, that doesn't have any trees on the top. It's surrounded by uh, a circle of rocks. Um, you have to wear a green robe, forest green specifically, uh, you know, but not, not, not like so green. It's, you know, like almost black. Um, uh, it's gotta be forest green. Hey, Brian. <laughs> is he always like this? Yes. Uh, yeah. where, where are you going with this? I, I, I really don't. Thank you for interrupting me because I had no exit plan. Okay, good. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so if you know Python, or if you think you want to learn it, you don't need to go to the Middle East on the top of a, of a, of a whatever the heck Brian was talking about. <laughs> or, but in fact, or wear you only forestry need to go, robes. But in fact, you only need to go to apps.magicjudges.org and click contact a judge and type in my name. Yay. That seems much better than doing... It does, doesn't it? Whatever Brian was saying. No, it's, it was like, a, like, a, like an old second edition D&D druid battle thing. Like, never mind, I'm going really late. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we can find Dan Collins on Judge F's. You sure can. All right. Um, so, uh, uh, does anyone else have anything to to add? Uh, Dan, is there anything else that you want to that you've got going on that you want to tell the listeners about, or just? Well, I want to plug, I suppose, uh, another kind of judge related project that I've been working on. This isn't part of Judge Apps, but it's 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 closely integrated. We were talking about getting announcements before and how some people get them through email, but a lot of people aren't subscribed. Uh, and as you might know, a lot of our communities do have uh, Slack or Discord or Facebook groups. So I've been working on a project that allows people to get all of the announcements from all the different myriad corners of the judge program in one place. Uh, the easiest way to explain this is, is just to send you to the website. It's announcements.magicjudges.org. Uh, currently, there is support for Slack. Uh, so if you have a Slack team for your region, you can go to that website. You can install the – It's basically, it's a Slack integration just like Scryfall or any of the other stuff that we have in a lot of our Slacks. Uh, but instead of fetching magic cards, it will tell you about uh, forum posts, uh, blog posts, um, exemplar window closures, uh, anything like that that's related to the judge program. Um, so check that out if you're interested. Uh, the source code to that is available on my GitHub. There's a link from the from the project page. And uh, yeah, let me know if you have any questions or 
comments, or hopefully you find that helpful. That's neato. Yeah, we've uh, very we've cool. already done some testing on the Southeast Slack. Uh, we with the requisite ping message. Um, and then I might have sent a message to everyone telling them to don't talk to cops. Um, good, good, good. Yeah. As, as you know, I mean, as far as information, you need life lessons and stuff like that. That's a, that's an important one. Um, so, all right. That's, uh, that's, uh, I think that's, that's it. Sure. Sounds like it to me. All right. Uh, Dan, uh, I want to thank you uh, for coming out and and spending spending the last hour with us and telling us all about the the ins and outs of Judge Apps. Uh, it's a it's a pillar of our online community, and really want to thank you and the the members of your team for for putting in the the, the work that you do to make you know really what a, a, a great product. Like you guys are really responsive to to issues that come up and problems. So you know, I just want to say thanks. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. All right. Um, so, hey, Brogan. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll close us out and figure out a good way okay. to good way to 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 make this happen. All right. Good. So, um, Brian was was thanking Dan, and I would like to thank both Dan and Brian for being on the show. Uh, if you like the show and would like to subscribe, you can find us wherever you find our po- your podcasts. Um, if you would like to go to our website and see our archive it is at judgecast.com you can also contact us on facebook uh, as judgecast you can find us at twitter.com slash judgecast um you can also email us at judgecast at gmail.com and i'm going to keep talking as i stall to try to figure out some clever way to both keep it fair and fun but brian what are you keeping it i'm keeping it on a hill in a forest green road I'll take it.